It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One of the big questions for the Orlando Magic this season has to do with Jalen Suggs. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk all about the potential for Jalen Suggs to be in the starting lineup, to find discomfort, to make good on all of his promises and what he actually has to do to get there. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on. Today is July 27th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat about Jalen Sucks, the path that he has to get into the starting lineup, the potential he still has, and what he actually has to do to get there. We'll get to all that coming up on today's episode. Plus, the Orlando Magic are headed to Mexico City. We'll have some thoughts on that coming up, too. But before we get into that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning or the threat when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast. Covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. One of the big questions um, that the Magic are facing entering uh, the season, and I'm going to talk to some about some of these questions uh, a little bit next week as we officially move into our off-season schedule. Um, one of the big questions that the Magic have, uh, that the Magic are facing uh, this, this off-season or this the entering training camp is what to do with starting shooting guard. Uh, and this is a debate that I see in my comment sections. I see uh, on the, on the, the, the message boards or the, the, the discord servers that I, that I sit in on magic fans are talking about. Um, and, and 
you know, we we feel like four of the five starting spots are, are pretty much cinched up. Markel Fultz is the point guard. Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, your forwards. Wendell Carter is your center. If there is a place where the Magic could use perhaps a little bit of an upgrade and could try and get their team up to that next level, it is indeed at shooting guard. The two spot. Um, it, it, to, to, to find someone that can just fit what the Magic are doing there. It's a spot that, you know, again, like so much of this Magic team, there might be internal development. It might just be that's kind of the role, the, the place where the Magic, you know, we don't really know what the Magic need. Um, and, you know, there's a point I'm going to drive home throughout the course of the season. So sorry you're going to hear me say this millions and millions and millions and millions of times. Um, this season is about figuring out what the Magic are actually missing. If the Magic can get to the playoffs, we will see very clearly in the playoffs which players can step up, what players need to do to step up, and what the Magic are actually missing to win, win, and lose, to win at that level. Um, you don't truly understand your weakness weaknesses until a team has seven games to break it apart, or best of seven series at least to, to, to break it apart. Um, so right now, as things stand then, the debate of this Magic team and the debate of what the Magic are going to do centers on the shooting guard spot. Now, I will argue um, that Gary Harris is perfectly fine. Um, I know there's there's people who are kind of down on Gary Harris. He averaged around eight points per game. It was a 41% three-point shooter. Um, like, you know, I kind of find it funny because the same people who say the Magic desperately need shooting will be the first to dismiss Gary Harris, who was one of the best shooters, not only in this team, but in the league. Um, I, I would argue wholeheartedly that if anything, the Magic need to find a way to get Gary Harris more shots. Um, and, and I think a lot of that's just maturity uh, and learning how to pass the ball more effectively. Um, you know, I think that's 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 a big part of, of, of what's ahead for the Orlando Magic. And, you know, Gary Harris is a good barometer of, of things. The Magic ultimately had a positive net rating with Gary Harris on the floor. Um, you know, so we can't deny that. They're plus 1.8 with, with Harris on the floor. Positive offense, positive, de- you know, positive defense above above their season averages. But uh, Jalen Suggs is undoubtedly the more talented player. There's a reason he was drafted fifth. There's a reason why we all thought he was going in the top four of that draft. That stuff doesn't go away. And as much as we maybe question Jalen Suggs shooting, which we will talk about here in a little bit, um, as much as we may question Jalen Suggs shooting ability, the he still makes a positive impact on the floor. After December 7th, the Magic's defensive rating was 113 points allowed per one possessions. That was sixth best in the league. So, you know, they're doing something right defensively. With Jalen Suggs on the floor, that defensive rating was 108. Nearly, yeah, I, I don't think it was a full five points better, but nearly five points per one possessions better with Suggs on the floor. On top of this, Without any significant change to the Magic's offense, in around 55 minutes uh, of action uh, across 15 games, the Magic starting lineup with Jalen Suggs in the lineup instead of Gary Harris is a plus 13 net rating, had like a defensive rating of 103. Offense still struggles. Don't don't get me wrong. And it's a very, very small sample size. Again, like 50-some-odd minutes over 15 games, so they're not playing a lot together. But there's at least some indication that, huh, 
maybe playing Jalen Suggs with the starters is something that potentially can work. The numbers seem to back some of that up. Um, and, and while the offense, again, still continues to struggle, it's going to struggle no matter what because, I hate to break it to you, a lot of the reason the Magic's offense struggled last year was Paolo Bancaro. Um, you know, the Magic's offense struggled because they don't have enough shooting, but Paolo Bancaro is a rookie who made rookie mistakes and soaked up a lot of attention making those rookie mistakes. He's going to get better, and as he gets better, the offense is going to get better. I did a video kind of on that on, on my Patreon page um, last week. That is free if you want to watch that. Um, at the end of the day, then, uh, at the end of the day, what we see then, what we see here then, what we see with this team is the potential for Jalen Suggs to make a real big impact. And undoubtedly, what's characterized his tenure with the Magic so far has been injuries, has been inconsistency. Every time it feels like Jalen Suggs has put some things together, you know, he's extremely disruptive defend defensively in the top. 85, 90% of the league in deflections for 75 possessions as well as uh, steals for 75 possessions. Every defensive metric tells you that he is a really good defender. Your eyes tell you he's a really good and really pesky and really up up, up in your grill defender. Um, there's a lot of indications that, yes, he could be due for a bigger role. But it's going to come down to his offense. It's going to come down to whether he can make shots and whether he could just stay on the floor. Because every time it felt like he put things together, an injury just seemed to knock him down. The ankle injuries, the, the wrist injury from, from his rookie year, the, the a concussion protocol here or there. Jalen Suggs plays a breakneck style. And look, he's got to reduce the turnover, so he's got to be smarter about how he drives to the basket, especially how he finishes. I am not someone that believes Jalen Suggs should be a starter yet. He's got to prove it to me. He's got to prove to me that he can be a starter. I think the pathway is there for him to get there. He's got all the talent in the world to do so, but he's got to get comfortable, get consistent for me to get there. I have Gary Harris written in pencil as my starter shooting guard. Um, I, I don't think that that's crazy. I think, frankly, I think some of the hate that I've seen Gary Harris get is, it's just a little bit out there. It's just, it's, it's not that it's completely unwarranted, but I think it doesn't appreciate what Gary does. Uh, and Gary's a good defender. He's not nearly as disruptive as Jalen Suggs is, but he's solid. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to hit an open three. Again, I think the Magic need to get him more shots. This isn't a Suggs versus Harrison. If Suggs plays at the level we know he's capable of playing at, he can be a starter on this team. But that's going to be on him. That's going to be on him and his ability to take a big step up in a big area. Jalen Suggs' success and Jalen Suggs' ability to get three-point shot, to get, to, get, um, to get into that starting lineup, is going to depend on his three-point shot. And so we'll break down where Suggs and how Suggs can improve that shot coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. 
all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to check out all the great stuff we have on Locked On Magic. We had a great week. We're obviously kind of in an evergreen time of year. So if you're not part of our everyday crew, go back into our archives and listen to some old episodes of Locked On Magic. I tend to do that, not necessarily with my own show, because I hear my own show in my head constantly, and I, I get it. Um, but I'll go back into archives and listen to interesting thoughts throughout the whole Locked On podcast. Now, you should do that with Locked On Magic. This week we had... Fazan Amer of the Six Man Show on to dive into the playbook in a two-part episode we did Monday and Tuesday. Be sure to check out that episode. Also, be sure to check out all the great extra content that I have, both related to Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily on my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. You can find a link uh, in my Twitter bio or X bio or whatever it's called now, at philiprr underscore omd. I post a lot of extra thoughts from stuff that I'm running on Orlando Magic Daily uh, as well as begin to expand on, on little notes that I find as I'm doing my doing my articles and preparing for this podcast, as well as I'm going to begin posting some playbook videos and hopefully be doing uh, more Q and A's and more interaction with you guys. With you guys, um, you know, always great to get get your support, and, and I appreciate all of you listening. Be sure to check that out today. But obviously, back to the task at hand. The key for Jalen Suggs is this three point shooting. Um, you know, we, we talked about this after his rookie season when he just really struggled to shoot. You know, we could all see the defensive potential. We could all see what he could be. We could all see his potential as a creator and as a driver. And it just hadn't come together yet. And his shooting has been the big bugaboo. You know, I can remember during the, during the locked on mock draft, David Locke was trying really hard to get me to trade Jalen Suggs to the jazz for a couple picks. And I kept telling him that a, there are no players in this draft that I like better than Jalen Suggs at this point. And he'd give me a lot of these shooting stats and say, guys, don't get better at this. And I'd be like, look, I don't need more draft picks. I'm not looking for more draft picks. I don't want more draft picks. Uh, I'm trying to win now, um, which, you know, we don't need to rehash uh, my locked on mock draft. Magic did okay in, in real life. And that's what matters. But, but Jalen Suggs' shooting is a major concern. He went from shooting 36.1% from the floor and 21.4% from deep to 41.9%. Um, that was his rookie year, to 41.9% from the floor and 32.7% last year. Good sign. Like, that's improvement. It's not good yet. It's not good enough yet, obviously, for the usage uh, and for how much he, he he drives and does all that, but not bad. After the All-Star break, though, we saw a significant step up. He averaged around 10, 11 points per game, but really did a much better job shooting from deep. 
He shot 36% from three after the All-Star break, albeit on 75 attempts in 19 games. That was 3.9 attempts per game. A small sample size, not a lot of three-point shots, but a positive step forward. And essentially, a lot of the arguments that we have about Jalen Suggs rest on and center on the idea that, okay, we saw a version of Jalen Suggs after the All-Star break where, you know, he wasn't a reliable three-point shooter yet, but he was a respectable three-point shooter, capable of having some big games from three, and we've seen that throughout the course of his career so far, where he will get hot, he will get into a rhythm, he will make some threes, uh, but not consistently enough. And so, you know, so far this offseason, those 19 games where he shot 36%, that is a small sample, but it's nearly a quarter of the season. And getting him to that level consistently, if you shoot 36% from three for the entire season next year, I'm pretty certain that Jalen Suggs is going to be starting for the Orlando Magic. Um, because his value as a driver, his value as a defender, as a disruptor, then becomes greater than. At the end of the day, that's what this is about. When does Jalen Suggs' value become greater than a Gary Harris, an Anthony Black, a Jet Howard? Because quietly, and, and again, we'll address this as we get closer to the season and start doing player outlooks, quietly, this feels like a make-or-break season for Jalen Suggs. The Magic have a lot of depth of guard all of a sudden. The Magic have guys that they are going to prioritize and want to want to play. They have players in Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony that they have to pay, and at this point, they can't pay everybody. We talked about the CBA crunch that's coming. We talked about the salaries and the contracts that are coming uh, in the next few years. Someone that the Magic drafted is going to get squeezed out. The Magic cannot keep everybody in the long term. And what this season again is about is figuring out what works, what doesn't, and what the Magic need. Now, if Jalen Suggs has a great year, maybe they say to themselves, you know, maybe we don't need to spend $20 million on Cole Anthony. It, or, or you know, maybe you know, if, you know, maybe we can have Jalen Suggs until Anthony Black is ready and Markel Fultz. We don't need to spend twenty-five million dollars on Markel Fultz. Um, that's just for instance. And, you know, I don't know. Suggs's play is going to have a big impact on the direction this Magic team takes, and it's a big thing in this in, for this future, and it's a big thing for his future and for this team's future. And so it starts then with his three-point shooting, because we know he's going to defend well. If he could stay on the floor, the injuries are still a big, big factor, but it starts with his three-point shooting. If Suggs becomes a reliable three-point shooter, that is a game-changer. And You know, I, I don't need to go through numbers to tell you that. He played better after the All-Star break because he was able to hit threes more consistently and force defenses to guard him. That gives him better driving lanes. That gives him a, a wider berth to attack because teams have to close out on him harder, and he can use his athleticism, he can use his physicality to get by guys. He had a decent run shooting from the mid-range during that time too, so there's at least these hints that, yes, Suggs can take the hits, he can get in the paint, he can be a physical presence, and he can hit from the outside. That's sort of what's at stake here. That's sort of what the big picture thing is, for this Orlando Magic team is they need a Jalen Suggs that can be consistent from the outside and contribute at that level. 
And if Jalen Suggs wants to be the starter, that's what it's going to take. That's like the, the you know, we're going to do our, our time to step up series on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We've got a couple of them out. Um, Franz Wagner's free throws. Uh, I wrote about Markel Fultz's three-point shooting, which we'll talk about later on in the week. Um, this is, this is the, the big thing. Like, honestly, no player needs to step up more than Jalen Suggs with his three-point shooting. That's that's just the truth of it because his career, it, like, I don't want to be dramatic about it, but his career is kind of online, or his tenure with the Magic, at least, is kind of on the line with it. And the Magic, just like they have with every player on this roster, is giving him one more chance to figure it out. And that's really where this is at. We know that Jalen Suggs can be a really big impact player. We, we see the numbers. We feel it when he's on the floor. He can be an impact player. Now he's got to put the production and the numbers behind what we know we've seen with our eyes. We're going to close today's show, talk a little bit about some schedule news. We all love schedule news. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. If you're part of my everyday crew, well, we'll have a great episode for you tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to talk about the offseason in general, uh, maybe do some offseason grades, where I think the Magic are, are still a little bit short in the offseason, what the Magic did, and, and, and an idea that I really, really like from Robbie Calland of uprocks.com that a B-minus offseason isn't such a bad thing. We'll dive into those, those topics uh, on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But we did have a little bit of breaking news. Um, not enough to lead the show, but enough to get in the show itself. Um, on, on Wednesday, the NBA announced that the Orlando Magic will face the Atlanta Hawks in Mexico City as part of the Mex- as the NBA Mexico City game 2023 on November 9th. So an early season trip to Mexico City uh, and an early season game. It is not clear yet whether this is a Magic home game or a Hawks home game. The positioning of the Magic in the graphic makes it suggest that it's a Magic home game, although the Hawks being in their white jerseys and the Magic being in their road blue jerseys suggests that it is not a Magic home game. So that part's not clear. We'll have to wait for the schedule to come out. But uh, the Magic, once again, playing playing in an international game. Um, the Magic have been very, very active throughout their 35-year history, but really most in their most recent history, playing in these international games. They, they played in London back in 1992, uh, in an exhibition game against the Atlanta Hawks, they played um, uh, they played regular season games in Tokyo. I remember distinctly waking up early for the second game uh, back in the 1996-97 season uh, with Penny Hardaway and Horace Grant against the New Jersey Nets. Really fun games, Magic won both of those. 
They played in London back in the they played in London. They played in Mexico City as well um, during the year Gustavo Ayon was on the team. They've taken a trip to Brazil to play in Brazil. They've taken trips to China in the past back when Dwight Howard was on the team. The Magic do like to play internationally. And I see my traffic. I know there's some international fans out there. The Magic do have a bit of an international following, a much bigger international following than I think people realize, especially in Brazil. If they ever do have regular season games in Rio, it's a long trip. Um, and last time the Magic went to Rio, everybody got on, on that trip got sick. Um, but uh, the Magic have a very big following in, in, in Brazil. The Magic have done very, very well to market themselves uh, in Brazil. And obviously Orlando is, is a destination place for uh, for Brazilian tur- for Brazilian tourists as well. Um, this has been a larger strategy by the Magic overall. They are trying to get their name out there. Um, some of it is the DeVos family trying to get its name out there and its brands and products out there. Um, but Orlando, I think, recognizes, the Magic at least recognize, that Orlando, it, while not the kind of international cosmopolitan city that Miami perhaps is, um, Orlando is an international destination. They do have international appeal. Um, and so I think the Magic are trying to market their team and, and convince tourists who are coming in to Orlando to say, like, hey, you saw the Magic in your hometown. You saw us have a presence in your place. Come check out a Magic game on the way on the way over. I think that is part of the Magic strategy. Um, as far as the season goes, it is early enough in the season that I'm not going to go crazy over things. Um, you know, I, I did see someone make this point, uh, especially, and I think it is a valid point, um, that when you play these international games, usually there's a few days of events in that city leading up to it. So it is a bit of a disruptor in the schedule. It means a few more back-to-backs than maybe you normally have. Uh, and a little bit of a congested schedule to make up for that time. The fact that this is happening in November, um, November 9th, I don't know what November 9th is, but the fact that it's happening in November, it is during the heart of, or it's during the beginning stages of the in-season tournament. Um, you know, obviously there'll be some working around that, but that means the magic, you know, like if you're going to go to Mexico city, I'd want that to be part of a little road trip, you know, do the, do the Texas triangle, Go to Phoenix, you know, maybe hit some of the West West Coast teams before we go to Mexico City. Go to Mexico City and that road trip, and then you and I have a nice little homestand uh, to follow to follow that to kind of get yourself back acclimated, especially coming down from that altitude. Um, but uh, it's happening early enough in the season that I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a disruption. Um, I think the Magic are going to be very focused on getting off to a good start and and trying to make sure that they're playing from ahead rather than playing from behind, trying to play catch up. Um, playing an international game puts you kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. You're going to be playing a little bit of catch up um, just because the schedule is just going to be a little bit different uh, and all that. And plus this is a division game, not that division games matter so much anymore, but Orlando and Atlanta are going to be competing for one of the last playing spots. Um, you know, Hawks fans may not like me saying that, but the magic and the Hawks are in the same group of teams, in my opinion, uh, all fighting for a playoff spot. So this is a big game to have. It's early in the season, so it won't feel big, but it is a big game to have and, and potentially a big home game to lose um, if that's the case. If it's a road game and it's supposed to be an Atlanta home game, then that's all fine. It's all good. Um, again, I, I'm I I'm not going to fight this. I, I don't think it's the biggest deal and the biggest thing in the world. Um, you know, Again, unless it's a situation where Everybody gets sick, which happened in the preseason when they went to Brazil that one time, that one time, uh, that one year. Um, you know, the London trip even had some issues. That was a January trip. 
Um, and that's a little bit further. At least they're staying on this in this continent. Um, playing at that altitude is tough as well. Uh, but I, I don't think this will be as much of a disruption. I, I don't think when the Magic played in Mexico City back in, I think it was 20... They've done two Mexico City games. They did a Mexico City game and Gustavo Ion was on the team. And then they did a Mexico City trip in Mo Bamba's rookie year during the 2019 season. I think it was December 2018. I don't remember that being too much of a disruption for, for this Magic team. They played two games in Mexico City that 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 year. Um, and so I don't I don't believe this will be a disruption for them. I think they'll be fine. And it's going to be a good opportunity. Um, they haven't announced if it's going to be on national TV yet, but usually these Mexico City games are on national TV. So I suspect that this means the Magic do get at least one national TV game. At the very least, it'll be on NBA TV. We'll wait for the rest of the schedule to come out. Um, should be early aug- early to mid-August. Um, you know, I, I, I would bet that it comes out. It's going to come out while I'm on vacation, probably in the on, uh, around the tenth uh, when, when I when I go out go on vacation. Luckily, that's just a half week vacation, uh, so I shouldn't miss too much. Um, we'll find out when that schedule comes out and uh, break it all down when that happens, including where this Mexico City game falls. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the phone-based all podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Relate something to Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, you can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Apologize if my voice sounds a little hoarse. Not only was my internet not being very friendly as I'm recording this, um, I was at the Fulham match um, and and lost my voice cheering on my boys. Uh, unfortunately, they were not able to come away with the win, um, but that would be very Fulham. Full, that's very Fulhamish of them anyway. So um, had a great time uh, at Exploria Stadium watching the Cottagers play Aston Villa uh, in the Premier League Summer Series. Great, great, great event. Hopefully they'll be able to bring that back to Orlando and, and hopefully they don't hold the rain against us. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Until next time for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, it's been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.